Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I'm always looking to help the Next Level Soul audience take their soul to the next level. And I've been able to partner with Mind Valley to present you guys with a ton of free master classes between 60 and 90 minutes covering mind, body, soul, relationships, and conscious entrepreneurship. Some of these master classes are taught by spiritual masters, relationship experts, best selling authors, legends in the personal growth and spirituality space, and so much more. So if you want to sign up for any of our free mind, body, and soul masterclasses, just head over to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, today on the show, we welcome back our guest, Suzanne Geisman, who was such a hit the last time she was here. I asked her to come back to talk to us a little bit about what's coming up in the new year and so, so much more. So let's dive in. I'd like to welcome back to the show, Suzanne Geisman. How you doing, Suzanne? Doing great, Alex. Good to be here again. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. I had such a good time last time you were here. And you are one of my favorite uh, channels because I use you as a reference point to people who go, channeling, it seems insane. I go, it is, but <laughs> here are a few people and I and I point to, you're always on that list. I'm like, she used to be in the military. She was very, you know, you know, she's not like, she wasn't like hanging out on Venice Beach and then one day decided to be a channel and she was a serious person and, and she still is, but it, your, your, your heritage uh, into this <laughs> world uh, is is something that people go, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I'm sure you've run into that a lot. <laughs> I'm very grateful for that background because what we're sharing is so important for, for individuals and for humanity. And if it helps people pay attention and say, maybe I can listen to this woman, that's outstanding. So okay, can you tell the audience for people who didn't listen to our first conversation, just a little bit about you and your, and your history? Yeah, sure. I spent 20 years in the Navy going up through the ranks and uh, retired with the rank of commander. I was a commanding officer for one tour. I was special assistant to the head of the Navy for another. And in my last job, I was the aide, the number one right, right hand person for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. That's the head of the U.S. military. So really, his his principal job was advisor to the president. I've met six standing presidents and uh, flew on Air Force One with with the president. So a really fun and awesome background. And then I retired after 9-11 because I was up close and personal with events at the Pentagon, flew over Manhattan on our way back to the Pentagon that day, the last person in US air, airspace, mm -hmm. last aircraft in airspace. There were about 10 of us aboard that aircraft. And I just said, man, it's time to retire with all of this. I want to go live my dream, which was to sail off into the sunset with my husband on our sailboat. And we did that. And then life caught up with me with the very unexpected death of my stepdaughter, 27-year-old Marine Sergeant 
struck and killed by lightning at work at her Marine Corps Air Station, six months pregnant with our first and only grandchild. And that's what took my life, you know, 180 turn. I said, there has to be more than this. She has to still survive in some form as a soul. And I have news for everybody. We all do. We all survive. We all can learn to communicate with our loved ones who have passed because I just opened up that ability after Susan passed in ways that I never expected because I had no idea before all of this that I had any abilities or that there was even a viable afterlife. But I can guarantee you now there is. That's the amazing, amazing story. Like I was saying earlier, you're your credentials uh, prior to your channeling. And, and and if you want to hear a little bit more about how Suzanne uh, dealt with the channeling when it came into her life, <laughs> you could listen to the first episode, uh, which I'll put in the show notes. But I'm going to ask you a handful of, uh, of deep questions about the universe, about why we're here, things like, you know, just simple coffee talk kind of. Yeah, but let me, let me preface any answers that I give you, Alex, in that I have learned exactly what Einstein said a long time ago. No question is ever solved at the same level of, at which it originated, no problem. So no question is best answered from here. That's the human level. So any question you ask me, even if I think I know the answer, I'm going to shift and talk to higher consciousness as I've learned to do. And then I just ask everybody, plus the answers, how they feel in your heart. I can't guarantee they're right, but they're the best that I can get at the moment. And if they speak to your heart, then go with it. Uh, exactly right. So my first question is, are we, are we living in an illusion? Are we mm. living in, in Maya as they, as they okay. say? The answer is yes and no. To us, this reality is very real and it is. What is real? Anything that can be created in consciousness, which is the ground of all reality. The illusion part of it, the yes part, is that this is the only reality. The illusion is that we are separated from one big web that connects us to higher consciousness. When you forget that, when you're not aware of that, you suffer. So it's it's a paradox, but both are true. So this isn't so this isn't an illusion, but it is an illusion and it is a reality of one of many realities. The the illusion is that we're not connected. That's right. And it's it's very much like a simulation. And at a higher level, our souls come here to experience this and to experiment all the ways we can choose to react to things. So there is a higher level of us that is actually observing this. But when we forget that at this human level, that's when we go awry. It's also a bit like a dream state from the higher perspective. You wake up from your dreams in the morning and you say, oh, but it seems so real. And it was while you were dreaming, right? Mm -hmm. So who's to say we don't wake up from this reality when we die and say, but it seems so real. And it, <laughs> it so is. this is just like a really advanced uh, video game uh, in many ways. We, yes, have a yes. we have a player on the other side yes. who's watching us and moving us around. We're not aware that we're players or avatars in a game system or a simulation, yeah. but we're kind of like, it's, it's the most advanced technology <laughs> Way beyond anything we can imagine. In fact, Alex, just the other day, I, I had a real upset in a relationship. And I mean, it really, it not, it took the legs out from under me. And, and that doesn't happen very often these days because of the tools I have. And I, I've learned to say, help me out here. And I heard this voice saying, it's a simulation. In other words, you forgot. Stop taking it so seriously. Get above it and look down at it and 
then you really get some perspective. So when we say simulation, there's now science is starting to come up with the simulation theory, quantum physics, uh, and they're kind of, I think some some quantum physicists actually did the math and they said, no, there's a really good chance that this is a simulation and the math actually proves it. What is your feeling about science kind of interact, starting to intersect with, with spirituality? It's catching up almost because a lot of the concepts that science and quantum physics are starting to explain have been ideas and concepts that have been around for thousands of years in spiritual texts. Well, look at science. I'm not, I was a liberal arts major, so I won't talk about things I don't understand other than to say that science can only study from within what they're trying to study. And they don't go outside of it like we do when we go to meditation. So they can only study objectively what we can look at subjectively, which completely changes the picture, but doesn't make it not real. So scientists are coming around. I love the work of people like Jude Curavan, who she has a PhD in science, and yet she's very woo-woo, as many people would call me. And the marriage of the two brings about some very eye-opening ways of looking at this world and brings love into the concept, which changes everything. Without question. Now, can you explain soul planning, which is a concept that a lot of people, especially sure. if, if you're stuck in a religious, in a religion that doesn't talk about these kind of things, yeah. can you explain it a little bit? Sure. If you do accept the concept that this is a bit of a simulation, let's not get locked into that. It's a metaphor. Then before we come and become players, we map out a kind of plan that's going to optimize our experience here. We don't come because we have to learn lessons like it's some kind of punishment. It's like, hey, if, if we can help the whole game evolve and everybody in it, what would be the best way to do that at an individual level? I can guarantee you at a soul level, I plan to have this military career and be very left brain and then this huge surprise and have a big turnaround. I'm helping tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have their own turnarounds as a result of it. We all have certain milestones, certain things that we plan to accomplish in this life. And then through free will, because it's not all planned out to the detail, we make little twists and turns and hopefully come back on path and achieve some of the, the experiences that we came here to have, as, have those experiences, but also. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Raise our consciousness so that when we cross the veil, our fellow souls across the veil say, so what'd you bring us? How much more love did you leave behind? How did you grow? Do you, do you think that your, your transformation in this lifetime was really not only planned, but necessary because your credentials add so much credibility to this woo-woo space? And if someone like yourself comes into this space, it automatically changes the paradigm a little bit. Do you do you think that's the case? Well, that's exactly what I was saying in the answer to the last one. I know that was part of the plan. In fact, it's fun when you're when you're psychic and you have a reading with another psychic, but you don't tell them anything about you. I did that recently. No, how'd it go? Psychic, and she's saying, "There's something. You know, you were supposed to marry your husband." You to marry your husband it has something to do with the work you're doing now she went on and on and i'm just sitting there laughing because my husband is a retired navy captain and it's his daughter who passed our susan 
And absolutely, I, I had to marry him because through Susan's passing, and now I know she's fine, I've connected with her. I have gone down this path and my teaching and my the daily messages I get, everything that comes through me truly helps. I said hundreds of thousands earlier, but like you, I've had millions of views of my YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. So that's all because of Susan. And that's all because I married her dad. And that psychic saw it. It's all part of that plan. Now, you 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 mentioned that you talked to your guides uh, many times. Is that correct? Absolutely. Can, <laughs> so can you can you explain the concept of a spirit guide and how we you know, and what our interactions with our own spirit guides are. Yeah. Picture it this way. You're sitting around the table as a soul planning your life here in human form. And you have these other beings with you. This is all metaphor, of course, but they are a little bit wiser. They've already been in human form. They know what you're getting into. And they're like, man, you're taking on a tough assignment. Are you sure you're up for that? And you say, yeah, put me in, put me in. I'm ready. And they said, well, we'll be with you every step of the way. You may forget who you are, but we will be here and we'll do our best to whisper in your ear. And there will come a time when you forget, but you will also remember and we'll be here for you throughout it all. So just call on us. That's all you have to do is ask us anything. And if it serves the greater good, we'll help you out with that. So how do they communicate with us? In whatever way they can get through to you. With me, I hear them clearly, but they also guide me to specific books that I have already or some on Amazon. Literally, they'll say, you know, you have five books on your nightstand. Look at this one tonight. And it's for word what came through in meditation that morning when they speak to me very clearly, just as validation that this is not something I'm making up. They, they will snag your attention with something like a billboard. You look up and it's the direct answer to a question you asked earlier. Synchronicity is another way. So again, uh, maybe some of you listening haven't opened up a clear enough communication that you realize those brilliant thoughts are not all your own. <laughs> They're coming from your guides. But if you're open to ask the question, you'll start getting answered maybe from somebody that crosses your path and they tell you exactly what you needed. Well, what got them to cross your path right then? It's this big web that we're part of. Everything's connected. Now, you said the word synchronicity. Can you explain what that word is? Yeah, that's that's coincidences that are timely and meaningful and cannot be denied that there's something beyond mere chance. I mean, there's so many times that that has happened in my life, oh, and I'm sure in yeah. yours as well, that you just go, man, this can't be. Like, I got that phone call just at the time that I needed it, or I bumped into this person at the right time. Or I have oh, a good one for you. Go, go, please, please. I had a really fresh one. We have a new app. It's called Awakened Way. My teaching is called The Awakened Way of Living Consciously and Connected. And so a lot of people are now downloading the Awakened Way app. And my, it's... It's updated daily with the messages that I get from spirits. So really nice to have positive inspiration every day coming in rather than just the depressing news, right? So my favorite feature on the app is where you can push a button, ask a question of spirit. What do I need right now? What guidance do I need? And you push this inspire button and it draws from the whole library of 5,000 of these messages that are in the app. It's free, by the way. Mm -hmm. So this lady wrote to me yesterday to tell me that her brother just died last Saturday. And before he died, she asked her mother who died several years ago, I hope you'll be there to greet our brother when he passes. And she said to her brother, even though he was unconscious, be looking for mom. I know she'll be there to greet you. So 
She goes to the app yesterday or the day before her brother's just died. She asks spirit, what guidance do I have? What message do you have for me? She pushes the inspire button and up comes a daily message. I kid you not. It says, it's great to be with my mom. Now, that message, what was it doing in my daily messages? That's not like the daily message. It turns out it was one of my random posts back in 2014 when I put a personal message to everybody who subscribed to these daily messages. It wasn't like my normal one, but it came up exactly as she needed to hear it. Some people could say that's a coincidence. I know that's how spirit speaks to us. That's a synchronicity. That's a one in a 5,000 chance of happening, essentially. Yeah, it's exactly. pretty, pretty, pretty lucky of a drop. Lucky, um, not lucky. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. There, there really is, from what I understand, there's really no luck. Luck doesn't really come into play a lot no. of times. No, there's just guidance and things that are, move along. And I, and and please, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. Is I found this in my life that once I surrendered and really allowed my my path to be guided, uh, things started to happen. A door started to open up because I tr truly give, not like ego words saying, "Oh yeah, 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 I give." No, truly surrender to the universe, to to whatever guidance I'm supposed to be having, and then the door started to open. And, yes. and things started to happen. Life became easier as yes. opposed to me trying to force my will on something that you just keep continuously bumping against your head and you're just this grind and grind. And the second you let go, it just all kind of flowed so beautifully. And, and this show is a perfect example of that. I'd love to hear your thoughts. That is the key right there. Because when you're trying and you think you have to do it all, that's in only human mode, separate me, limited, in a box. To surrender means something within you admits there's something to surrender to. And that would be a higher power, whatever you want to call it. So that just shows a willingness to say, okay, maybe there is something guiding me. So guide me. And when you have that openness and it comes from the heart, because the head won't go with that. The head says, it thinks I have to do it this way. When you open your heart with a sense of curiosity and wonder and maybe a little bit of magical feel like, wouldn't it be awesome if, if I really am guided? Then the awesomeness starts. It's truly wondrous how spirit will guide you and open doors for you. When you, when you say, I'm part of a team with you, I'm not a pawn, but I say pull my strings like a puppet because when you do, it is so much better than when I try to act on my own, but we do have to act. So we're, we're not saying, you know, make everything wonderful for me. In fact, we learn from our pain, unfortunately. So I pray often, may my lessons be as painless as possible, but absolutely guide me. And when that pain comes, then guide me again to see what there is to learn from this. And and that brings me to my next question. Uh, I found this to be this happened to me in my life so many times that I I victimized myself, lived in a victim mode where life is happening to me, and only recently that I realized that life is happening for me, and that switch is so so powerful in your life. Yeah. If you could just make that that switch, that little flip, and your whole life opens up differently, would you agree? And I would. And the reason it does is because 
you are giving spirit consciousness form through which to express itself. Because there is no God in my understanding that has a body. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Right. We are all the arms and legs and voice of this consciousness to express itself through you. And if consciousness is love, which is lack of separation, total connectedness, then we are here to be God's way of expressing that love. So life happens for you to be here and do what you do best, which is love. But we forget that when we get into only human mode. So you can re- regenerate, rejuvenate, re-energize your purpose for being here just by giving somebody a hand, resting a hand on an arm, saying something loving. Suddenly you feel that connection again. You feel alive. We get so stuck on what's in it for me, 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 me. Just turn that love outwards with caring, compassion, attention, appreciation, and gratitude outside of yourself, and you automatically ignite your heart. Now, we we spoke about spirit guides. Any advice on how we can ask for help or get help from our guides? Yes. Go to YouTube and type in Sip of the Divine. That's my three-minute practice. It's call it a meditation, but people say, I don't have time to meditate. But anybody can take three minutes a day I'll guide you through this simple practice of shutting out the external world and asking a question. It's like having a genie in a bottle, but you realize it's not a genie, it's source. And how to ask the question and get an answer every day. And then you carry that throughout your day, that type of practice. So the sip of the divine, it stands for sit in peace. And couldn't we all use a bit of that? So do you find that the closer you are to source, the better that line of communication is, as opposed to when you're farther and more entrenched in the worldly problems and kind of the muck of this reality, you become farther disconnected from source. That's where the anger yeah. and the frustration and all this kind of stuff. But as you get closer, you can you can tune into these things a lot easier. At least I found that in my life. It's so true, but the English language, we have to be really careful with it. I know exactly what you mean, Alex, but we cannot be disconnected from it. We cannot be far away from it, only through awareness. So the the less aware we are, that we are a direct extension, always connected to source, the more connected you are, and you have these synchronicities. So if your life is not flowing, you keep hitting a wall, if you're feeling all these uh, less comfortable human emotions, like fear and anger and judgment, jealousy, all of that, uh, unworthiness, doubt, all of those things, that's simply because you've lost awareness that the source is flowing through you, breathing you, in fact, right now. Now, a question I've gotten asked a few times, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, is what are our loved ones doing on the other side? I mean, (laughs) we got stuff, we got Netflix here. What do they have? (laughs) Are they just chilling and the clouds? Like what is exactly happening? Definitely watching over us. Every time I do a session for a client, they tell me current events in their loved one's lives now that I couldn't possibly know about. Like, oh, you just ate some popcorn last night. Or, oh, you watched something called Lollapalooza. What is that? Yes, I did. And and why does my loved one know that? Because they're watching over you. They know about it. 
So, and they can be in multiple places at once. It's not like in human form. Consciousness can multitask at the higher levels once we no longer have a body. So they check in on loved ones. Uh, do they see you in the shower and all that? Everybody always wants to know that. Uh, yeah, and they don't care because once you lose the body, it's nothing. It's us humans that have hangups about things like that. They do give you your privacy, absolutely. So don't freak out about that. But they do, are very much aware of your thoughts. So what are we trying to hide, right? If we could just be open and honest with each other, we would live like we do as souls already. The Those who didn't get to accomplish certain things in human form, Alex, they, they tell me across the veil what they do that is related to that case in point one man came through so clearly when i was connecting him with his wife she was my client she says okay my husband tell you what he's doing now so i asked him and it seemed really funny but i said he says clear as day i'm standing firmly on two feet and playing golf every day <laughs> why would you want to play golf across the veil right you can do anything. You can create anything because it's like lucid dreaming, right? She said, oh, I'm so happy to hear that because golf was his passion. I didn't know that. And just before he died, shortly before, his leg was amputated and he could no longer stand on two feet. Now, how's that uh, for evidence? So in the other side... Then, uh, then people or souls can create their own, almost like what dreams may come. Like you create the oh. the world that you want, and like Absolutely. a world of painting because he's that world Absolutely. was beautiful. Is that kind of what it, it is? Oh, very, very much like that. In fact, on the Awaken Way app and on my website, on the gifts page, is a download I got from Spirit in a free ebook called Awakening. At the end of it, it's a huge download I got from Spirit that explains what it's like for us across the veil and the various levels we go through as we decide, okay, so I played enough golf now, got about 20 holes in ones, kind of been there, done that check. So now maybe I won't need to play golf and I'm going to go up here and learn a little more. And maybe now I don't even need this body anymore, but they are always available to us because we're always connected through the heart by consciousness. So don't be afraid that they won't be there for you. And when you say that um, souls on the other side can be multitasking, I always I have a, I have a running joke with my near death experience guests. I'm like, Jesus is busy. He's oh, no, he's, <laughs> he, he's constantly showing up at everyone's near death experience. He's he's. I mean, he's what I meant by no, he's not. He's not too busy because he's one of the greatest multitaskers. Everybody, right, that's what I mean. praise to him, right? Everybody prays to him. But he being this incredibly high consciousness, he will come to anyone. And if you need evidence, he'll give it to you. Uh, I've put another video about my experiences with him and I was not raised with any religion, yet there is zero doubt in my mind that he will come to those who, who ask him for guidance as a great teacher and model of unconditional love. Now, are, I'd, lo I'd love to know if your guides are familiar, I'm sure they are, but familiar with Babaji uh, and, and his work uh, in, uh, in, this, in this world and being connected with ascended masters. Do you, are you familiar with Babaji? Only by name, but I couldn't tell you anything about him. Okay, yeah, Baba. Yeah, the, he's a the the uh, he's um, an avatar in Hindu, not Hindu tradition. Was Yogananda Yogananda? It, that's his lineage. He's yes. that's his that's his lineage. Yeah. Yes. So it comes all the way back there. But I didn't know if your guides knew anything about the work that he does here and all that kind of stuff. Not specifically, and I would have to probably go into a deeper state to access info about that. 
Okay, cute. Just curious. Um, now, can you explain karma and reincarnation to people? But I will just tell you that they just said he is a true master. So <laughs> okay, so he did just pop in. Yeah, I was about to. Say. <laughs> yeah, Babaji is a very interesting, uh, interesting soul, as they say, uh, without question. I have he's he's he always sits right behind me. Oh, okay. That's okay. and he's in the painting behind me as well with all the other Jesus and the other ascended masters, uh, as Yogananda and 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 here Mahashaya and a bunch of others um but um so uh can you explain karma and reincarnation as yes. you know it to be as yeah as i understand it karma are the guides are using the word propensities that we come into this life with certain characteristics that we want to work on so that when we return from this life we've we've upgraded that characteristic to the purest that it can be and it folds back into the wholeness that it, that the soul already is so we may have had previous lives when we didn't really grasp or do the best at expressing a certain loving vibration and so we bring that with us into this life to work on it some more i know what my propensities are and they come up over and over and over again but karma can be cleared out instantly just by remembering you are already whole and embodying that, boom, gone. So once you get that and really get it and live from that place, do you even need to come back again? No, you don't need to come back even if you don't get it. It's a choice at the soul level. I know we do come back and go round and round. Didn't used to uh, really give that much credence before, but there's been so much evidence about it and my guides speak about it a lot. But I could, if I could just preempt questions you might get, Alex. Everybody wants to know, well, what happens if my loved one reincarnates before I cross over? I want to see right. him again. Yeah. It's human thinking that says all or nothing, my loved one reincarnates and that's it. Think soul, wispy spirit, wholeness. Think of the soul like a deck of cards. And this lifetime is literally the hand you're dealt for certain experiences. That hand folds back into the deck and it's not dealt exactly the same again. So your loved one as an aspect of consciousness will always be part of that soul, will always be available to you now before you pass and after, even if another hand of that soul is being played right now that contains the essence of your loved one because it comes from the same soul. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. So very similar to, if I may go back to my analogy of the video game player, the players up top, he's playing one game down here and someone walks into the room. I'm like, yeah, I'm just playing a game down here, but I'm here to talk to you as well. So like the <laughs> kind of the scenario, like the game is playing, which is our life. Yeah. And the players in a room eating hot Cheetos, yeah. obviously. Uh, oh, and <laughs> yeah, we, we always say popcorn. My members, my assistants and I, when we get really embroiled in something here, we just rise up to the balcony and we say, oh, they're going to do that again. They're going to make a big mistake. No, don't do it. Oh, pass the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just watch. Let's just, it seems like it seems like the other side, uh, souls on the other side, we are the Netflix. Uh, of 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 the other side, like we are the most entertaining show there is in many uh, ways, <laughs> and, and it, probably. And I know Alex, you're you're making light of this, and I do I too. But and I know a lot of people that are watching are suffering and just want relief. But the right. beautiful thing is, 
having been there, lost a child, a stepchild, at the in the depths of the grief that life can bring to us, I can promise everybody when you come to this realization of who you are and start living the awakened way that I share, you will find joy again. You will laugh again and you will cry again. It does not make life instantly rosy mm -hmm. uh, at all, but you get tools and you know that you can turn to higher consciousness to help you anytime. Now, when you're saying this, I love the analogy of the deck of cards. That's a beautiful analogy to the soul and, and being able to do multiple things at the same time. Can a soul live multiple lives or multiple experiences at the same time? Or is oh, it just, yes. yeah, so please explain. <laughs> well, and, and I, I believe I got that analogy from Dr. Christopher Bache, who wrote, did some experiments with um, hallucinogens over a 20 year period, has some fabulous books about consciousness. He's a former uh, university professor and I had a wonderful conversation with him. So I, I definitely want to give credit to him for that card deck analogy. Mm -hmm. The um, multiple lives at one time, well, why not? We are thinking in linear terms, we're in the realm of time and space here, but the soul is outside of time and space. So absolutely that could be happening at once. But right now my guides are giving me that, watch out, you'll blow up people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> can't go too. I told you I was going to ask some deep questions. So you tell me yeah. when to stop and, and not go too far. Yeah. And it's, it's very true. Sometimes when I, even when I talk about concepts, like we're talking about now with people who are outside of this and they're curious, it, it, they're, they're, you can see the smoke coming out of their ears. Like it starts, oh, yeah. it starts to really, it, it goes, it just starts, the gears start to crank. <laughs> and yet, and yet we crave more of it because the soul right. inside is saying, now, do you remember? Yeah, you're getting closer. No, you're going a little off track there, but get back here. Oh, my God's brought me back onto track so clearly one time when I was getting into really weird out there stuff. And they gave me the most stunning lesson that they are here. And they brought me right back to love. Love. When you say outside stuff, what do you mean by outside stuff? Like just out oh, of your world, your world stuff outside in your uh, life? Just, you know... I, Getting into things about ETs and star seeds and dolphins and not and stuff that Navy officers don't normally talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and all of it good and all of it valid. But my mission, I know, is to help mm. bring more mainstream people into awareness of higher consciousness. And if I start talking about that stuff, I won't fulfill my mission. And that's why they said, stick to the basics, consciousness, love, connectedness, the awakened way. This is your path. There's others who speak, walk the other paths, but this is the nothing path you need wrong to with that Correct. at all. Correct. Possibly a lot of validity to it, but I'm just kept in my lane. <laughs> exactly. Like if you're a basketball player, don't start playing football. There you go. <laughs> Right. So, That's right. So um, I've heard the concept uh, or the word uh, of Christ consciousness mm. thrown around so much mm. uh, over in, in, in many texts and things like that. Can you explain to the audience what Christ consciousness is? I sure can. And I want to ask everybody watching to imagine what it's like to wake up like I did one morning and hear my guides whisper to me, stellated dodecahedron. And I said... Uh if that's a real thing, this is a level of connection I've been dreaming of. I write it down and they said, and you will find it in that book that you just bought. I go to the back index and there it is, stellated dodecahedron. So I turned to page 66 or whatever, wherever it was, 65, I don't know. And it is the 
alleged shape of this alleged Christ consciousness grid around the earth, an energetic pattern. The energetic pattern, stellated dodecahedron, is a dodecahedron with a point in between all of the shapes on that dodecahedron, stellated, made like a star. So this, this grid, this energetic grid, the Christ consciousness grid allegedly is, and I know it's here, but it's all theory until we can prove it, uh, is getting brighter and brighter and brighter as each of us come to know I am one with source. This is what Jesus the Christ taught. I and the Father are one. But Christ in Christ consciousness is not alluding to Jesus. It's alluding to anyone who understands we are one with consciousness, the source. So Christ consciousness is the same as unity consciousness. So the more you come to know that you cannot be separated from this source that breathes you, that's love, you turn and tap into it, you're tapping into all of consciousness. The more we come to know that, our light, literally our inner light, energy, turns up and burns brighter. That light never goes out. So as each person comes to Christ consciousness, the grid lights up where you, you know, your little light in the grid. So more and more and more of us are lighting up. That's how each of us does make a difference. It's like a little dimmer switch. And my guides have joked over the years, you don't think you're making progress as humanity? Think about the dark ages. You've come a long way. And yet from their viewpoint, looking at that Christ consciousness grid from dark ages, we've risen to what they jokingly call the dim ages. <laughs> gone from dark to dim but we you can look around and read the headlines and see we have a long way to go till more people come to christ consciousness but as they do it's like ding 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 lighten up that grid and that's and what programs like yours do that i was about to say the work that you're doing and the work that i'm doing is helping that along and there seems to be there does seem to be an awakening there does seem oh, to be yes. much more information i mean this conversation we're having, imagine yeah. this 30 years ago. Oh, see, that's would, the thing. It's the information that does it. I just bought a piano. I haven't played piano in 45 years. And I took lessons from Mr. Smith, who I had to learn his method. I had no other way of learning. It was so limited. And now I have these online apps and all these videos, and I can see how people do it. It's almost overwhelming. And so is my progress with the piano. Boom. So can you extrapolate that to people who are coming into form now versus in the past? All this information about our connectedness and the science and the spirituality is available. It's almost overwhelming, but we are going like this. And it's, it's hockey sticking, if you will. It's starting to really perpetually go faster and faster and faster. And God, I think sooner the better. <laughs> yeah. And because <laughs> unfortunately the internet will also take us down into black holes, but uh the soul will keep us on track. And that's what the guides tell us all the time. You know, you, you are being guided and we'll make sure that you don't do yourselves in. <laughs> Good. That's always nice. That's always Isn't nice. It? <laughs> that's nice to know. I can sleep tonight. Um, but you no. can't sleep tonight because I can guarantee you there is no death. The physical body may die, but we're going to go on no matter what happens here, but it would be really nice if we get to, you know, Stay enjoy, around here a little while. Enjoy, enjoy the enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey a little yes. bit. Um, now, now, with the 
with the concept of Christ consciousness, um, that leads me to the concept of ascended masters, which is also something that's been talked about a lot. Can you explain to the audience what an ascended master is? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Yes, it is a soul across the veil who has decided they've had enough time, many of them in human form, playing and interacting at lower levels of consciousness. They have raised their consciousness so much that they can affect very large groups of consciousness, if not all of humanity, and they don't need to come back down to our level. So that's why souls like Jesus and archangels can work at the whole level of humanity level. So Jesus and someone like Yoga, someone like Yogananda and Baba Jean, yes. these kind of yogic uh, Saint Germain and uh, these kind of uh, figures throughout history, and there's many, many, many of them for throughout cultures and borders yeah. and so on and so forth. It's not just. Yeah, I, I, you know, the Navy officer me, when I hear myself talking about talking to Archangel Michael, Alex, I didn't even used to believe in angels, let alone archangels, but I had the most irrefutable, undeniable, stunning interaction as a result of a conversation and meditation with Archangel Michael. There's a video online about uh, Archangel Michael is real. That's the one I did. And you just can't, you can't deny it. You can't deny it from the evidence. So that was was going to be another question. Are angels real? And what are the difference between, like, can you explain what an angel is, what an archangel is? Yeah. Is it like city of angels? Do they come down and chill out with us? <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. Um, I have, I actually don't watch many much TV or movies, so I haven't seen city of angels. I should. It's, but, yeah, uh, it's good film. Okay. So I'm going to just tune in here. to. I know this answer myself, but. Angels are a higher level of consciousness who understand that all is love and come into interaction with you from a non-physical level and at times a physical level to ensure that you have learned this greatest of lessons, that all is love. So they're showing me right now, angels affect, they can affect this larger grouping and then archangels, all of humanity. So Angels is kind of in our human hierarchy, a little bit of a lower level than archangels, but they are messengers is what the term actually means. Messengers from the higher realms that, that we are protected, we're watched over and we're loved. And then, and then, and then the concepts of like Archangel Michael and Gabriel and Raphael, and all these, these are, uh, from my understanding, Christian, uh, I, it came from the Bible, if I'm not correct, or, or where did those names come from? Or are these just the names that they just, because we associate, is there like an actual archangel Michael whose name they, is Michael? They, <laughs> they, the guides tell me now that we humans need names to differentiate each other. They know the different archangels by their frequency and their mission, if you want to put it that way. So we as a collective consciousness of humans have agreed this one as Michael told me, who comes to stand for all those who stand for love and freedom is going to be known and is known as Michael. This one is for healing. And that is Raphael, that sort of thing. And Gabriel is uh, all that stuff. So that's the archangel. Okay. Uh, is there a way for us to connect? Is there any advice on how to connect with your own either guardian angel? Go back to my sip of the divine. It's all goes down to your intention, your attention, your focus, shifting your focus to whoever it is you intend to connect with, doing it in the silence, sitting in peace, 
and shutting out the outer world and then being open and receptive to whatever you you sense in response. Now, we've talked about spirit guides, we've talked about archangels. What um and I've heard this from people in near death experiences, there's not only one or two, you know, entity souls with us at all times. So there's spirit guides, there's obviously relatives uh, or loved ones. They're possibly archangel. Can you talk about the group of people, group of, yeah. people, group of entities that are around us, helping us along? Some people have a few. Some people, the, the bigger the mission, the bigger the, oh. the, the team. So they're called your soul family. And you'll recognize all of them when you cross the veil. And we play, we interact with them at different levels in different lifetimes here. So somebody, my stepdaughter who passed, she gave me absolute verifiable, undeniable evidence that in another lifetime, she was my mother. I mean, it just sounds stupid, but I, I'm having, I have a little trinket here on my desk that she led me to after showing it to me when she came through and told me that. I said, Susan, I can't believe you were my mother. This is a stretch. And she showed me this little pink Fabergé egg. I was in London at the time. And I'm like, well, that's a Russian thing. Why are you showing me that? And she just said, that's all the proof you'll need. And that night I was in the hotel at Gatwick Airport waiting to go out the next morning, fly back to the States. And she came to me and she said, go to the gift store in the lobby. Okay, I said, I've learned to say yes, as long as it's not harmful. I'm walking by the gift store. I look up and there it is. Exactly what she showed me. Now, how did that happen, right? That's just crazy stuff, right? But I had another example of that. What was the original question? The the group, the soul family. And, oh, the soul and, family. And, how, and how many and how many how many are ah, with us and, uh, yes. and who's with us? So the reason we're not aware of all these beings around us is because they're not in a different place, Alex. They're in consciousness, which is not geolocated. It is present everywhere. It just is. Once you no longer have a body, you are a frequency, a signal, information, energy that exists outside of time and space. So your loved one's energy is so familiar to you, you don't recognize it. Like the hair on your head. If you have any hair, you're I not do. aware of it right now. I until, have a little. <laughs> until the wind blows. And then, oh, I, that's my hair. You're, you become aware of it. So you're not aware of your guides being with you, your loved ones around you until they whisper your name or send you a signal. I had, if I could just take a minute to tell Please. this magical moment, I, we, were, we were building a new house and every day this house, checking on the progress and my neighbor was with me. We were checking the latest improvements and she pulls over the brand, open the brand new kitchen drawers and she says, hey, Suzanne, look, they put in little inserts in your drawer. You're gonna put in knife, 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 fork, fork, spoon, spoon. And I said, no, Irene, I put it in spoon, spoon, fork, fork, knife. And she said, no, it goes this way. Boom, 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 boom. My husband's across the room. He starts backing up like, I'm not going to get in between two women arguing over silverware. Wise man, right? Very. The next day, my friend Irene had a reading with a medium. She tests mediums for the organization Helping Parents Heal, who have children across the veil. She tests mediums evidence. In that reading, my stepdaughter, Susan, showed up to the medium. The medium said, you have a neighbor who has a daughter who died. She said, yes, I do. That's me. She said, well, that girl is here now saying there's some joke about silverware between you two. Holy mackerel. I said, sign that medium up. She's good. But my point of all of this was 
I was totally unaware that Susan was standing there with me and I'm a medium and she's my stepdaughter. So I went into meditation, which is what all of you can do when you don't know the answer to something. And I asked, how is that, that I missed you, that I didn't know you're here? And it was Susan that taught me, Suzanne, we're always already here. We don't pay attention to you all the time. It's not like we're spying or eavesdropping, but when something joyful or funny is happening, we tune in and we're aware of that because we're connected at the heart. So here we are excited about our house. I'm having a funny moment with Irene. And Susan probably saw this reading coming up and said, this is going to be good, right? <laughs> so that's the web of connections. And that's why our soul family can be around us all the time. And we just don't even know it. They're as common and as familiar to you as the hair on your head. Now, you mentioned frequency, and this is something that is a concept that a lot of people don't understand. And, and to my understanding, after reading spiritual texts and speaking to people like yourself, you know, the higher frequencies are like, you know, the, you know, Christ consciousness and, and ascended masters, their frequency is so high that it's beyond what we can comprehend sometimes. But then the lower frequencies are people who are more uh, unaware, like you say, not awakened to the concept that they are, we are all one. Right. And we in our lives can, I know you've run into this, especially working in the field that you used to work to, you walk into a room and you're like, eh, I don't like this person. I don't know why I don't like it. Or like the energy is a little weird, or I feel like I'm taking yeah. a shower yeah. or the opposite is like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? And mm -hmm. those are just different kinds of frequencies. And generally a like attracts like. So, you know, you and I attracted to the show for a reason, because the right. show is at, hopefully at a frequency that is starting to attract more and more higher conscious. Or well, I can help you up. I can help everybody listening upgrade their consciousness right away by something you just said. Okay. We say, oh, I don't like that person because of how they feel to us right away. And that is our intuition. That is spirit speaking through us. You just know it. But to say, I don't like them puts you separate from them, creates a barrier, you reject something about them. What if we just realize it is all frequency and it's a case of resonance or not being in resonance? That's the scientific thing that's going on with frequency. You just don't resonate with their energy. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. So I don't ever, ever anymore say, I don't like that person. I'll say, just don't resonate with them. Now, see, now we're still flowing. We're still part of one field, but I haven't alienated them. I haven't alienated myself. We're still in a place of connectedness, which is love. I just don't resonate with them. That doesn't make them wrong or bad or me either. It's simple consciousness. And so when you connect with somebody, man, that's total resonance. Your vibes are in phase. So it's kind of like uh, magnets, like, you know, when the magnet gets too close to something that they're not, they kind of, it gets pushed away, but it's, you're still yeah. there. You're still flowing, but it's pushed. Away. It's just, you just can't get them together because they don't resonate yeah. Great. together. Great analogy. Mm -hmm. But, now, and the guys just said more than an analogy, that's actually what's happening. Yeah. Good to know. I, I always like when the guides come in. That's nice. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> they, they come in, they're like, you know, I'm just going to put a stamp on this, guys. Uh, mm -hmm. I love this conversation. Um, now, this is something that, man, this is a big question. Um, do evil people get punished 
on the other side. And that, all and right. Before, and, and, and go ahead, go ahead, answer. The human side of humans wants that because it feels good. It's justice. It's revenge. And so I will tell you. Yes, they receive punishment in the form of their own awareness of how they hurt others. Nobody punishes them themselves. They see what we call the life review and experience the full effect of their actions from the other person's point of view. And that hurts a lot when you're surrounded by so much love across the veil. So all are given a chance to upgrade their consciousness through their free will choices, just like here. So then they they decide at that, at that point, like, you know, I, if I'm going to level up and keep playing this game, I, I got to have to kind of go down and feel what I just went through to. Yeah, it's, that's part of karma. The reason, it's part of the reason why we can still connect across the veil, because we still have some things we want to work out across the veil. It doesn't mean that if you're a perfect being, you won't continue across the veil. My, my dear friend, Brenda, had a full awakening while she was here. And she is now serving as one of my guides when I do my mediumship readings. Uh, tremendous evidence of that. She, uh, she clearly is continuing the role of Brenda, but at a higher level. Now, on the, th this is another big question. Um, how does the other side uh, view religion and its place in our evolution? My guides, as you ask that, they show me this, that all paths ultimately bring us to love. So it has a very good role at a collective level. And yet they want us all to go to the heart and discern truth from dogma, discern mm. uh, human control and perhaps changing messages for human needs versus truth that speaks to the heart. Great answer. Great. Answer. These guys are, they're media trained. I think these guys, they, they are <laughs> aware. It's all coming from them. I'm no, everyone's <laughs> trying to get every answer fresh from them. <laughs> no, no, it's no, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful answer. It really is. Now we are in, in a shift right now in, in the, in the world, there's so much stuff going on. Um, there is a little bit of chaos. There's, you know, the pandemic that happened and, and, and war and this, you know, all the environmental stuff that's happening and financial stuff. It seems like the world's going crazy. I'd love to hear what the guides have to say in regards to what's ahead of us in 2023, if they can mm. tell us anything that we can expect and kind of prepare for in our evolution yeah. as, a, as a species. I wish you, if the camera had been on me, you would have seen this lip twitch right here. I can't do it, but the guides, <laughs> that's their way of saying we've got this. And okay. what they showed me was this motion, which means you can expect more ups and downs ahead because that's what we came here for. It's through the chaos that we grow and learn. It's not comfortable, but if all were perfect and well, people would just go back to drinking beer every day and eating popcorn, right? So nothing wrong with that <laughs> in moderation, in moderation. But uh, it's because consciousness is rising, that's when we are at the point that we look at because of global information sharing, we can look at Ukraine and say, that's not right. And we can look at the way we treat each other and say, that's not right. We have to do something about it. So you can see that the chaos that we have now is coming more from a heart area of people knowing in their souls, this has to change versus in the past that might have been more from a, a more human, a, a success-based kind of thing. But now it's coming from the heart. So you're going to see more more chaos, but that is 
part of the way that we grow and change. And, and I mean, even something like what's happening in Iran right now is f- fascinating. And there's an up, people are like, no, enough. We yeah. want change. That's such a, can you imagine? In China. In China. And China. Oh, China's another big one as well. Yeah. And Cuba as well. There's all these places that there is, that the, the people are going enough. We need to change. That is unheard of really. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's just the whole collective. Everyone's just like, no, there's, we don't agree with this anymore. And we're going to stop and it. And that's that Christ consciousness grid connecting us all. I did uh, two interviews on my podcast lately about the noosphere, which is this energetic sphere around the world, very much like the Christ consciousness grid. And we are all contributing to that. And that's what you're seeing there. So, yes. It's slowly, we're slowly evolving. It's taking us a minute or two. <laughs> the same yeah, well, that's the thing on that podcast my guest dr jim craig had found research and broken it down into the, the whole of evolution and human if you broke all of evolution from the big bang down into a calendar year oh, humans no. came on the scene only in the last minute of all of that so when you say it's just a second you're absolutely right not you know? too far so, away <laughs> not so far off no, we've been, it's a blink. It's not even a blink that we've been on, on this planet. Um, it's, it's, it's really, really fascinating. Um, I'm going to ask you a few questions. I ask all my guests. Um, what is your definition of living a good life? Living a good life. That is, it's just one in which you are, motivated and guided by love and connection and share that with others. What is your definition of God? Hmm. God is wholeness. Yeah, that's it. And what is the ultimate purpose of life? that would depend on whether you're talking about human life or life in general, life in general, both, both. both. Okay. So life in general is to express this creative potential of source of God that cannot be contained. Life in human purpose is to be the one that helps to express this potential that also arises within us and spew forth that love that just cannot be contained. And this is a side question. How can we find out what our purpose is here? That's easy. What brings you joy? What brings you joy? Do that and you'll be on purpose. But if the joy doesn't pay. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> nothing to do with it. I know. I'm joking. I'm, <laughs> I'm being a devil's advocate here, but. But yeah. a lot of people are going to say, yeah, I want to really play the guitar and I love the guitar and it brings me lots of joy, but I'm not getting a paycheck from it and I can't survive. Yes. But Which- in playing the guitar, when you're not at work, you're expressing joy. You'll find more peace. When you go back to work, you won't be frustrated and angry with your coworker because you will have brought that with you. You'll be the presence of joy at work and you'll get that promotion and success comes to those who are being the presence of love. Life flows better. So, so, so this is really interesting. Hold on a second. That if you are, because a lot of people think that their mission or purpose has to be their their um, their job, 
And that's why so many people are suffering. Right. So that's not the case. No. It's no. not the case because you And can... I didn't, I mean, I was proud of my military career, but there were times when I just felt this is not, you know, it's not as fulfilling as I would like certain assignments I had, oh, just getting through those two years and then had some really great assignments. But I see now it was part of a bigger picture. So we don't always have the bigger picture. So in the moment, can you be the presence of love? Can you find a way to express and share that with others? It will totally change every moment. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And where can people find out more about you and the amazing work that you're doing? SuzanneGiesman.com on my website, Facebook. My YouTube channel has hundreds of hopefully helpful videos and definitely download that Awaken Way app for uh, some daily inspiration. And finally, does the, do the guides have any parting words for the audience? Yes. They say the three E's. They want me to talk about the three E's. Uh, to evolve and evolve your consciousness. Number one is educate yourself through programs like these, through some of my courses. I have some online courses coming up so because we can all learn to connect across the veil. Educate yourself about the greater reality. The second one is experience it for yourself because Alex and I can talk until we take our last breath about this. But if you don't experience that spaciousness and that love that is really you at the deeper level, it's all just words. And number three, engage higher consciousness by having those conversations, asking your questions, pull in the thread when something snags your attention. Ex educate, experience, and engage. Suzanne, thank you so much for coming back on the show. You are welcome back anytime, my dear. It is, oh, I always love having conversations with you. I appreciate you, the work you're doing, and I appreciate the guides for what they're doing as well in the world. So I appreciate you, my dear. Thank you so much, Alex. You, you, you're doing great work in this world, trust me. I want to thank Suzanne so much for coming on the show and sharing her knowledge with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 175. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember... Trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.